It's the red button? It's the red button. Okay. I don't, you know I don't know how computers work. Especially Macs. That's true. You've got... Like, my knowledge about computers is low to begin with. But but Macs is even... It's like in the dirt low. So if... if you're digging a hole just to get this knowledge, essentially. What? I don't know. I, this, this metaphor is I had weird. this, like, visual metaphor of, like, the ground level, and then Mac is, like, the anthill beneath the ground level, because it's complicated and, like, ridiculously elaborate. Right. But it's underground. I don't know. To double-click on everything. But there's not even a mouse. But there's not even a mouse. I need the wireless mouse. People I have, make fun of me I for have a mouse upstairs mouse. If, if, if that would make you feel better. No, that's fine. You're listening to Ketchup Cast, the podcast where, believe it or not, we do not discuss condiments. Uh, hello, listeners. Uh, we're 45 seconds into this, and we haven't even greeted you. Did, I think the last episode we didn't greet anybody. That's true. We just talked about Y2K. We just... It's Y2K still. Warned uh, them about the impending... Hope your computers are doing all right. If nothing's short-circuited or anything. <laughs> if you have something to listen to this on. <laughs> Got a record book. We should go vinyl with Ketchupcast. Uh, Hear our voices on that sweet, sweet vinyl. I don't know. After writing a whole novel about vinyl records, I'm kind of over it. Was it about vinyl records? Or? Yeah, kind of. They, they played a central role in the thing. What was, what was your book about? It was, I mean, it was the continuation of the short story, Ackerville River. Right, right, but the short story is all about I haven't been able to find it online. I've been trying to read it, but there's no, there's no like, PDF of it. Yeah, yeah. It's all about this guy who tries to find, well, many people. That This aged singer in Russia, and it's when music is banned, or, like, like Western music is banned. Right, when Russia so, was being Russia. Yeah. With bears and whatnot. You know, communist jokes are only funny if everyone... You made that joke in the last <laughs> really? episode. Yeah. Oh, bummer. This is like the third consecutive episode we talked about communism. Well, anyways. It was when, yeah, records were... You couldn't get Western music or music that spoke out against the state. So they're trying... This guy is, like, some in love with this aged uh, singer and wants to find all of her records and, like, collect them. And they're, like, really rare. And there's this whole, like, sort of cult of people that do that. And so the novel was expanding on like, okay, in the short story, we got to see one scene from that sort of world. Now what happens if that like plays out for a little bit more? Did you ever end up finishing the novel? No. no you were. I was at 40, 40, uh, 46,000 words. That's pretty impressive though. 4,600, you mean? No, 46,000 because it's 50,000. 50,000. I thought it was 5,000 words, but that's nothing. That's, that's an essay. That'd be like a day. I was watching, this is a, Random tangent, it'll take two seconds. I was watching this, it's kind of a Star Trek show, it's called The Orville. It's a Star oh. Trek parody show, Seth MacFarlane writes I've it. I've heard of it. It's like weirdly good in like a better Star Trek show than the new Star Trek show that's out right now. I've heard there's a character in it named Isaac. Yeah, he's a, an artificial intelligence robot kind of thing. He's really funny. Because one day I was sitting in my room and my parents were watching, actually my whole family except me was watching that show. Because that's usually how it goes. Right. And <laughs> and they're like, Isaac, Isaac, come, come into the room. Hey, hey, uh, come here. I'm like, uh, like, something must be going on. Like, this something is not obviously, right? right. Like, they're, and then it's like, hey, what's up? Like, pointed at the TV. <laughs> that, that's Isaac. <laughs> he's got like two lights in, the, in one episode. He's, he's got like, like a shiny. They turn red, these, these eyes in his head, and it's 
it's real spooky. Uh, but I was watching this show last night, and these kids are not paying attention in class, and the teacher, uh, you know, as teachers do, is like, hey, since you're so interested in, in talking about this rather than what we're teaching, write, write a thousand-word essay on it. And I was thinking about, like, a thousand words is a lot for, like, a punish. I don't know. That's like... Yeah, a thousand words is a bit much. It's like a couple pages. Yeah. Double-spaced. I don't know. 12.5 font. 12.5 font. No, well, I mean, Bump it, it up a little bit. Yeah, but you can get the, the, the font size doesn't matter if, if you're going for word count. If you're going for page count, sure. <laughs> yep, you're right. Yep, you got me there. I was, like, I've, I've had professors who, like, I want to... <laughs> Shows you how much I... 2,800-word <laughs> essay printed. Like, they're not, they're not going to go and check. If it's printed, they're not going to check every right. word. So that seems a bit... Excessive. It's easy with Google Docs. You can just go with Google Docs with, and yeah. also with whatever with you use Word. On Word. Just because it's a Mac doesn't mean I don't use Word. I use the Mac word processor for my own things, but I use Word for school. Right. Because then I don't have to convert anything. But that's my tangent. I don't oh, know how we got fair. on this tangent. We're, We're talking about uh, your, your novel. My, yes, a novel. A collection of 50,000 words in a row. A novel does not make. No, but it, a work it makes. It's a work. And then sometimes that's half the battle. So when you say you didn't finish, did you you didn't read 50,000, did you also not finish the story? Uh, I, I don't know. Or did I, you say everything you needed to say? I kind of finished the story, not finished the story. I really lost all want to do it after well, like a week crappy two. month to do something like that. Because it's, yeah. it's reaching, like, the most stressful time of the year for most people. I also had a lot of, like, training to... Uh, for, was, for this field semester? Or? Well, no, for a running for a, a, a running race I was doing, an ultra marathon. So it's like, okay, I gotta, like, run all the time and write all the time. Right, those don't And really also do other homework, too. And, like, go to class and stuff. Yeah, it, it was just a real stressful time. So, but it wasn't really because of the stress that I didn't like it. I, I'm more just... As soon as somebody tells you you have to do something... It's it, way less fun. It becomes no longer... I had to write this paper... Um, what you want to do. This paper for class about a month ago. <laughs> yeah, it was my first all-nighter in a couple years when I wrote that. But it was about uh, the Crucible, the Pethy Crucible, mm-hmm. uh, and how it's a metaphor for the McCarthy trials from the 50s. Yes, yep. Because I... I hadn't when realized was it written? that. Was it written then? It was written in 53, I think. Oh, wow. Or 50s. It was, but it was, it was in Right, that right. Era. It was on that. And Arthur Miller, the guy who wrote it, he was questioned by the McCarthy, ah. uh, by the House uh-huh. American Committee, because he was a communist. Like, he maybe wasn't card-carrying commie, but, like, he believed in that stuff. And actually, there's some really interesting stuff. See, this... Hey, come on. Just, just stop stalling and get on with it. See, the tables have turned. Is this what it's like to, like, have a conversation with me? Yeah. Because that was a really good pun, but I also hate you. See? You get it now. I'm so sorry. But also not. <coughs> Thanks for letting me get on with it. Uh, you know, I had this treasure map. I was trying to find a copy of the Communist Manifesto on the map. Uh, X marks the spot. What? Marks. X marks the spot. What? Karl Marx. It was really more angles that wrote that. But he was kind of like a slouch on it. Like he, like his name is like what we really know. But like, I'm trying to make a joke here. 
Anyways, what um, were you saying? But So I was doing some research about the McCarthy trials and about the Salem Witch trials just to sort of look at how they were similar. And I ended up, and this is the only time it ever happened, like, the topic itself was really interesting, but I didn't want to write about, like, comparing. I just wanted to learn about this stuff. And I don't know, I, I wish I could have written that paper. You know, right. just sort of exploring McCarthy. Because it's, like, some of these people, filmmakers who basically was, they turn in their friends and get to continue their career, or they protect their friends and never work again. And so there's there's some pretty, like, I was just reading these accounts, it's fascinating. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I, I wish higher education had more opportunities where you could just learn without having to write or do an exam. Yeah, that's true. But it has to be quantified in some way. You have to be like, well, what sure. did you learn yeah. today in school? But... I feel like that lessens the actual learning of it in a way because you're just learning to pass a test, right? You're not learning. I took a class my freshman year, uh, history of film, and the professor actually he got hit like in a car accident. Oh, during spring break, and so missed three or four weeks after spring break. Shoot, canceled our final, and basically said you can. Well, we're just doing a whole class. You'll have to come to class, but I'm not going to have a final. So I just went and I learned about the history of film. Hmm. And that was one of the coolest experiences. Like I've ever on had. your own. Well, no, I mean, I went to class and learned once he was up and... Oh, oh, okay, but, like, there wasn't a... There there was no end exam. It was just, I'm going to teach you this stuff because it's required for the major. Yeah, but there has to be some definition, and I'm... So I'm starting to work on my senior project, and... Already? Well... we're seniors next year. Yeah, I have to propose it before my senior year, and the problem is I'm going to be gone all next semester. Right, so you have to do it. Yeah. But, so I'm working... Well, I say I'm working on it, but I'm really just, like, thinking about Mm -hmm. it more than I was before which I consider working on it. And um, what was I saying? Something about, oh, right, you have to have a defining thing. Like, you have to have some quantifying thing to it. I can't just be like, well, I'm going to learn about something. And right. I'll be like, so, yeah, how are we going to know that you did that? Because I'll tell you. Or, or I did it. Yeah, but, like, now show me how you did that exactly. in a paper or a presentation right. or a booklet or something like show us evidence so i get the idea of like yeah just learn to learn but it's also but you can't measure that yeah you gotta gotta have something for it it's just frustrating but and i think some of the frustration just comes from i don't want to do the work there december especially and we've talked about this was just like i was so tired by the end of the month i had like people say they have no energy but i just felt like i was there was nothing left to me i was just sort of a zombie but I haven't felt that tired ever. But I still did the work, and I still got an A. Uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway. We can yeah, yeah. Hit up uh, your list. I don't uh, have a list. You this don't is... have a list this time. That's not the list. This is as we've said several times. Off the cuff. <laughs> uh, drop my pen. Um. Oh. I was listening to a different podcast earlier. You were cheating on us? Today. I can't listen. Realize how many podcasts I have in my life. No, I have a bunch too. So I was listening to a podcast and they do a segment called The Mundane Bucket List. Okay. And it's, it is what it says. It's just a mundane bucket list. It's a thing you want to do before you die, but it's mundane. It's not like skydiving or... Well, what what defines mundane? Petting a shark. I don't know. That's to be discussed once you come up with it. Huh. What's what's on your mundane bucket? That's a great question. Because you do so many cool things and like adventurous things. <laughs> what what is mundane for you <laughs> when your life is an adventure? I was thinking about this and 
some point in my life, I want to go glamping. You want to go glamping? Right. It's It seems mundane to me, but I feel like that could be a really insightful Could you be in the woods in, like, an RV with, like, a flushing toilet and stuff? Could you do that? Yeah, no, I definitely could. It's just, like, I, I want to do that once. That's on my bucket list. Okay. Right? A bucket list is, like... It's just to do it. I don't want to, like, That's does, you don't do want that to be all life, the time. You okay. You know? I realize that's not technically like mundane. No, like but some it's people f- never. But do. for you, you know, it'd be Mr. It Mr. Feel Adventure. Mundane. Yeah, I guess, and this isn't necessarily mundane either. I really like the thought of like sitting around a campfire with friends. Like, someone has a guitar. You've definitely done that. No, before. but like, maybe minus the guitar part. But but, like, but just like not necessarily camping, but like being around a fire with some friends, a couple age appropriate beverages, some music. Just like we not- literally did that. The, like, uh, maybe it wasn't senior year of high school. It was, like, either eighth grade. Like, I invited friends over to my place and had a little fire. I mean, we like, as adults. Like I, yeah, I guess we weren't adults then, but. It's just a thing. I don't know. What else? What else? Is, well, give me time to think of stuff. No, that's it. That's, that's, that's the, the one only, I That's with. the only one. <laughs> I guess I gotta come up with a real one now. Uh, that's your, is to sit around a campfire? No. Okay, it came... With friends? I, I'm wording it wrong. I have, like, this very specific... Is it the campfire part or the friends part? I've always wanted don't... friends. That's my... <laughs> That's my... People call it mundane, but I would really like some really, friends. I really want someone to hug me once. I want to hear my, someone in my family say they love me. Okay, let's not... I'm that. kidding. I don't want uh, that stuff. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know. Way to get disowned. Um, nah, my mom's, like, ten episodes behind. We're fine. Um... What was I gonna say? Yeah, mundane bucket list. That's all you have. It's just hard. It, you know, I most of the stuff on my bucket list is like exciting things. No, no, no. But the point of this, I know, is to be mundane, pedantic, really. Me myself, pedestrian bucket list, adult human, having like a, a cookout with friends, as in like an adult human at my own home that I own. Mm-hmm. That's there. You want to own a home? I want to throw a cookout at a home. Okay, that you want to host party. a party. I want to host, but like a cookout party specifically. Like some, some croquet and like... Croquet? Maybe some, some cornhole. What is cro- croquet? Croquet is when you knit something. No, that's crochet. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell if, you're, if you actually didn't know that or if you're just being stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to sit around a, a grill, sit around a grill some burgers and just... Crochet. Crochet some scarves. I think that's... What's croquet then? It's like the game where there's the little... Metal things you put in the ground and you have to hit a ball through them with like polo. No polos. <laughs> You're just being it. What? Elephant polo. Elephant polo would be cool. Actually. Emu polo in Australia. Is that a thing? Do they ride emus? I think it is. Okay, well that's on my my mundane bucket list now. To ride an emu. Yeah, whatever. That's mundane. It's just a bird. <laughs> whatever. Casual. You know, casual Fridays. Uh, great. Oh, that's another thing on Monday bucket list is Casual Fridays. I'm gonna work on a film set every there's, day. There's, there's, we got four days until Casual Friday. What do you want? What, what do you want? I'm gonna wear sweatpants to work. You, but you don't have a job right now. That's true. You wear sweatpants I mean, all the time. I, I guess I, I sing in a church for my job, so I could wear sweatpants to that. But that might be frowned upon. To be, uh, so you want to like go to an office that has a mon- uh, uh, Casual no, I, Friday? I never want to work in an office. I'm just being stupid. Now. So. Okay. <laughs> I've listed multiple things for my mundane bucket list. Oh, yeah, fair enough. One. Let's, let's hear your second one. Come up with something. Uh, yeah, see? It's not easy. You put me on the spot. Yeah, it, is, it isn't. Yeah, it's hard not to come up with something that's sounding stupid. 
Sounding stupid is my specialty. Uh, yeah. We both take sips of coffee. My, my cup's actually empty. Yeah, well, I did it out of empty. social awkwardness. Um. Uh, 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 oh, next thing. Okay. So, have you ever seen an episode of a sitcom where the cold open is of a character... Like, in a really ridiculous situation, and then they break the fourth wall, look at the camera, and they're like, say something, like, wow, how did I get myself into this? And then the audience laughs. And then and look then at the camera, the, the, the laugh track goes, and the theme starts playing, and then the whole episode is them leading up to that. Have you ever seen that? Do you have an example? And, and have you ever felt that in your life? <laughs> have I ever felt like... There's a laugh track and suddenly I'm flashing back to how something happened. No, or, no, no, but have you ever... <laughs> or have I ever stopped and looked at, at an, an audience like, and said out loud, how did I ever get in this situation? No, no, with no. A little, with a little wry smile on my face and a little wink. Uh, I, I, I guess. I mean, I can't think of a specific example, but I'm sure that's happened. I look in the cameras a lot. No, I don't mean literally. Do you? Have, I mean, uh, figuratively. Has, I'm assuming this has happened to you. Well, is that why you bring it up? Well, yes, but also I don't want to like bring it up and then tell my own story. That seems a bit rude. I wanted to give you the opportunity I'm to have to some interaction here. Were you ever in your life you're you pause for a second and realize how the heck did I get like I never thought in the world I'd be doing this right now like in a good way or. A- it could be in a good way. It could be in a bad way. I mean, there's certain like groups of people I end up doing things with. I and mean, we've talked about this. Some friends who maybe are less mature than us and hanging out with them. And then like, how did I end up like in this situation? <laughs> uh, how did I end up here? You know, stuff like that, I guess. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but that wouldn't make a good episode of a sitcom, though. I try not to live my life as a sitcom. I try to. No, you're never like, huh, <laughs> today's episode would be called. <laughs> Only when I'm doing this. Only when you're doing a podcast. Yeah, but this isn't a sitcom like podcast. Like what? Or is it? I had a laugh da, track. Da, da, at that da. point. <laughs> laugh tracks are really scary when you don't. Also, have you ever noticed in some sitcoms where laugh tracks laugh at things that aren't funny? Well, <laughs> yes, or are like low key misogynistic bullshit but well, it covers up the misogynistic bullshit right it? like, <laughs> oh, <we're laughing. laughs> I'm laughing at it. it's socially acceptable um no when they laugh at at something that they shouldn't that the laugh track shouldn't know about or it's a timing joke that if it's a if it's an actual studio audience it wouldn't have worked out that way because they would have had to have changed sets and yeah like, but a lot do. of a lot of sitcoms don't film live studio no no they, they don't have they, they do. just add in the laugh track later but like <clears throat> it's hard to describe in such an audio format. Yeah. But you're, you're like the laugh track will laugh at something that is a timing joke or because Do you have it's, an example because it's ironic. No, I don't really, okay. but I, I just generally understand mm-hmm. the concept. It's, it's situational irony, right? Like right. they're in on the situation, but the character's not dramatic so irony, dramatic the, irony the literary term yeah. for that. Right. Well, situational irony probably also is applicable. So they laugh at it, but the character doesn't know that it's... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the audience isn't diegetically in the scene with the character. That's true. So they don't... I mean, that's the whole point of dramatic irony, is, is you are removed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the laugh track 
reacts to that when... Well, are we saying the laugh track's a character? Because th- that's sort of what you're implying, is the laugh track would be have the same knowledge as the rest. No, no, but when it was filmed in a studio audience, it kind of is sometimes. Okay, that's true. When they're, like, laughing at the things organically instead of, like, oh, this scene actually happened, like, three weeks later because we're filming it on a different set, so now, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. It's, it's hard to sort of imagine. I was just wondering if you had ever situation. thought about that, seeing how you're a director. I hadn't, but now I'm thinking about, like, the poor, you know, assistant editor who has to go in and, like, decide where the laugh tracks are going to go. Because it might be in the script, but it also might be, like, someone sitting there editing, like, hmm, what's funny? Oh, this is only kind of funny. I'll put in this, like, sort of quiet laugh track. <laughs> oh, but this is really funny. I'll put the one where everyone's, like, whooping and hollering. There's, like, different... Because uh... I'm sure that... Because there's different laugh tracks. Right, right. So someone's sitting there with, like, a list of, like, audio cues and, like, looking at the footage, like, oh, this, this is this is kind of funny. I'll put in this one. And I'm, like, there's probably multiple people and the directors there and stuff. But right. what a dumb job that would be just to, like... Put in laugh is tracks? Is this funny? Well, yeah, but the show's already written probably with the... Uh, with laugh tracks in mind? With the laugh tracks in mind, right? What's, what's your opinion on laugh tracks? Because I kind of wish they weren't in shows. Yeah. I'd much rather... Like, something... You know, I don't watch that many things. More modern watch. sitcoms like Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that sort of thing. There's not laugh tracks. It's just you're watching the story. Yeah. And I kind of prefer that to something like The Big Bang Theory. I mean, I prefer that to The Big, I don't Bang, like Theory, the Big Bang Theory. I do not like that show Anyways. either. But, like, laugh tracks are so frequent in that show. And it's not a funny show. Like, it, no, it's really not. So And they use it to do that thing that I was talking about before. Where they, they cover, cover up misogynistic nonsense. Yeah, and, yeah. It's like, oh, great. You're just making fun of a woman. Mm-hmm. Ah, we'll all laugh at that, right? Oh, you're just hormonal. Anyway. anyway <laughs> let's not fall down that potentially tar-filled rabbit hole. Let's <laughs> just make, like, like clear catch of cast listening. I respect women. Okay. Let's <laughs> no one respects women more than me. Believe let's me. Talk. Believe me. One of these days. One of these days, what? Somebody's gonna edit this podcast and put a whole bunch of words in. Ooh, what enemies do we have that are gonna listen to the show and be like, "Oh man, I know how it can ruin their lives." Got Release this clearly doctored audio clip, and then we can say, "Hey, wait a second. Here's the full context." Let's we, not give them any ideas. We have Let's deniability. <laughs> I've covered our tracks. In today's soundbite era, let's... That's true. Try not to say too many words in the dictionary so that we don't just... They can just put anything together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. I feel like you have genuine concern for this. Is there someone, like, who's threatening you? No, no, it's all good. Nobody's... No, we're fine. Are we? There's no war in Boston. <laughs> There is no war <laughs> Anyways, what was I saying? Something about, yeah, laugh tracks, not being funny. See, we fell down that rabbit hole. told us not to fall down to. We did. I'm, I'm sorry. Now I can't it. crawl my way back up. It's Excuse me, aren't you Mr. Climber, man? This is, the, this is the pitcher plan of rabbit holes right here. Well, luckily I have a tool for getting out of rabbit holes. I was trying to think of like, a specific tool, but I don't... A ladder. I have a ladder. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't fit with my pitcher plant metaphor. That's true. I guess we're just getting digested. Yeah. Anyways. If we're going with the metaphor. We're talking about uh, laugh tracks. Sitcoms and sitcoms, like being in situations, being where, in situations. where like you look around and you yeah, kind of never get here. Yeah, said something before you went off on a tangent about, okay, that's, that's, about how much That's the show is. We just <laughs> go on tangents. women. Uh, uh, so, so do you have an example of, of you being in a sitcom <clears throat> cold open? Yeah, a few times in my life. Like what? Well, so I've also realized that um, I really like to tell stories. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to like 
This American Life podcast Goodbye. and the Risk podcast and listening to um, some of David Sedaris and like David Rakoff. I just read like, one of David Sedaris' books. Which one? Uh, Being Talk Pretty One Day. Mm. I went out to a Barnes & Noble with some friends and like looked for him and bought it. Yeah. Good, good book. Anyway. That's a really good one. He also, have I talked about Theft by Finding on this? No, but, but why, don't, why don't you get to this point and then we can talk about Theft. I feel like... Unless we're here now and you want to, <laughs> no, that's a that's a sticky rabbit hole. I want to fall down. Okay, so let's let's get to these examples first, and then we'll come back to it. Okay, if okay. we remember. Anyways, um, I just feel like I've talked about it so much elsewhere in my life, and I just sort of forget where well, I've talked, where I have. We can bring it on the podcast now. Anyways, uh, where was I going? You're talking about uh, listening to podcasts, telling stories. So this to- episode, I feel like, has turned into that one meme. <laughs> we're back on the memes. Where it's like. <laughs> This is two episodes in a row we've done memes. No, this is going somewhere. We're, we're bowing to society. This is going somewhere. Trust me, trust me. Where it's like a picture of uh, train tracks. And it's... I, I don't necessarily agree with the whole... With the meme itself. But I feel like... Hold on here. It's like how a guy tells a story. And it's a picture of one railroad track. And how a woman, and how a woman like, tells a story. And it's like three railroad tracks dividing. And like a railroad interchange. Right. Like all this stuff. I feel like... We're that second picture. Oh, yeah. Right <laughs> but that, I mean, what would you rather listen to? A straightforward podcast or something that loops around? A straightforward, like continuous story that you can follow. You don't have to pause and like... It's art. It's, it's, it's artful storytelling, the way we do our podcast. But that's what I wanted to talk about, is that I've realized I really like telling stories. Mm-hmm. I really want to tell stories through my writing and through short stories and through journaling and through whatever. And I was like, huh, I wish there was a format like... I could, you know, another format I could practice telling my stories on or something. Like, hmm, I wonder, like, wow, you know, what if I started, like, a like a, a thing with my friends where I talk and it's recorded so we can share it and, like, we tell stories and, you know, like, just, yeah. Oh, shoot, yeah, right. Right, that, I, feel like, I feel like there's something that, that could work for that. Yeah. Maybe a podcast. And I was like, hey, Ethan, you want to start a podcast? That was I. I'm glad we made that decision that day to, to, start, to start a podcast. Because now we're we're it's, hip. It's kept us friends. I feel like yeah, exactly. And that it's, that it's was the initial goal of the podcast was to yeah, keep us friends. Here we are. What are your opinions on ketchup? Like the, the I was gonna say the fruit, like the condiment, like the ketchup. It's pretty good. Yeah. Do you like Heinz or do you like other? I knew people? this would happen eventually. We're self-described as a podcast, but we do not discuss condiments. About relish. You got any controversial views about relish? I think relish is unnecessary. If you got the pickle, why do you need the relish? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But but, uh, a pickle doesn't necessarily fit as well on a hot dog. I think hot dogs should just be straight up ketchup, mustard maybe. Mm. The more complicated a hot dog is, the harder it is to eat. It's true. Because if you're... What if you're going for that? Like, it's either all out or nothing, right? If Eventually, you're, like, you're going to need a fork. And, and that's what and I'm hot, saying. No, but, but like a cookout, you're not sitting around with a fork eating a hot dog. No, you're talking, you're playing Frisbee eating a hot dog. That's true. But if I, if, if I know it's like, I don't know. You're right. And I'm going to commit to the to low mess hot dog. And right. I'm going to be like, great. Just catch up. You can eat more if, if there's not a lot on it. What? You get less full, so you can eat more hot dogs. 
Sure. I ate, if that's how I had eight hot dogs in one sitting once. I know how to do this. <laughs> that was also the worst decision I ever made. All right. Uh, but anyway. If I'm, but if I'm going to commit to the to the messy hot dog, right. I'm gonna, it's going to be a chili dog. There's going to be cheese on it. It's going to be red. And you're going to be fork and knife. It's going to be everything. Right? E- everything. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> not everything. But if I'm... You know what I'm saying? I don't because you haven't finished the thought. That, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's that's it. That's it. A frag. You give me a fragmented, <laughs> a fragmented thought here that I'm supposed to comment on. You're well, like, I think you're like when word. <laughs> you're like a when a word document has that little brown squiggly underline. It's like this isn't a complete sentence, and you're like, but it is. There's a words started like telling me I've misspelled like words that are not misspelled. Like, hey, like you mis- <laughs> you misspelled Franklin. Like no, I didn't. This is I don't know why I'm writing the word Did Franklin. You capitalize it. I mean, it's a name. But did you forget to capitalize it? Franklin's not a word I've ever put in an essay, which is the first word that came to mind. <laughs> turtle. We'll go with turtle. Yeah? Like, hey, you misspelled turtle. Like, hey, no, no, I didn't. Look, it's spelled correctly. No, but you misspelled it. No, I really didn't. <laughs> no, but like, look. No, I, I see what you're telling me, but it's, like, it's... Add to my personal dictionary. And they're like, are you sure you want to do that? Like, it's, it's like, the word turtle. <laughs> I know how to spell turtle. It should be in there already, shouldn't it? Or uh, when you have to... Spell your uh, Russian protagonist's name, and you spell it di- a different way every single time. But you f- forget which way is At the some right point, way. You so probably should just add it to your. So, like, so you add a- all of them to your personal dictionary. So none of them. <laughs> My life is a mess. Good. Uh- <laughs> Well, that's with 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 uh, like writers like this and stuff. I've had to sort of teach my computer. Like, yep, this is a word that I'm using. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Science fiction writers have to have a whole. Creating right, magic cause, systems because when you world build, you make up words, like, galaxies, and yeah, all of that. It's real. It's real pain in the butt. <sighs> I bet. Can you imagine typing like a Dungeons and Dragons book? Like, are you sure? I'm, I can't think of a Dungeons and Dragons word now, but like, yeah, I'm, that's it. That's that's the thought. So have you have you played D and D? So to say, I are you into D&D that? I played D and D quite a bit. I'm actually I, I I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I'm running a campaign. You're running a in campaign? the spring. I've never I've never dungeon mastered before. D and D 2020. Is that a thing? It's, it's a campaign. Yeah. 2020. Oh. Ha 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 ha. Great. Anyways, let's yeah D and D for president. Continue. Uh, but I've I've never DM'd before. I've played a lot of D and D. DM'd have direct message somebody before. Uh, so slide into those DMs. when I when I. Worked at Noko. I had to do the job training. This is a quick tangent. And they kept talking about like, oh, you know, if you have a problem, contact the DM. Contact the DM. And I raised my hand and said, hey, this is going to sound really, like, nerdy. What does DM stand for? Because I'm guessing it's not Dungeon Master. And all these, like, middle-aged women were like, ha-ha, you're so dumb. Like, no, I just... It's the department manager. District manager. But... <laughs> Anyways. But but anyway. So I, I've always played. So I know how, like, I, I know how to play the game as a player. Yeah. But to, like, create this... It's, I'm telling a story. It's just telling a story. But rather than being a direct, like, linear book or movie or whatever, this is more of a podcast-based, you know, type story where it goes all over the place. <laughs> uh, so I have to, like... That second picture of the railroad. I'm track. creating this open world, and I have, like, this this set first adventure for the players where they go through a dungeon and stuff, and it's pretty straightforward. Okay. But then they get out of the dungeon. Oh. And they're just going to have free reign. What happens to the D&D when it's not in a dungeon? They're, it's just dragons. So if you're not in the, dungeon, so the dragons as soon as you exit a dungeon, just a billion dragons. Just, I don't know how... Okay. I've actually never fought a dragon in my like years and years and years of playing. D&D? Yeah. I've been in a lot of dungeons. <laughs> but like I have to like establish like towns and like... 
characters in those towns, and I have to give those characters like quests that the players might be able to complete. And a lot of it is going to be thinking on my feet, but it's just kind of terrifying. I'm at the whim of my players, and they're not predictable, so they're going to you know do whatever they want. I just have to roll with it. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> A, l- a little roll bit. Roll 20. Roll 20, uh, which is a good website. Rolling 20 is like you. if I was the mayor. I've actually, I have really crappy dice. I mean, I like roll consistent 14s, and I probably should buy more dice, but. Cheater. They're weighted. They're not weighted. Fixed dice. If they were weighted, I'd be getting that 20s all the time. <laughs> oh, man, I'm cheating. Oh, it's a one. <laughs> Got weighted, weighted crit miss dice. <laughs> I wish that's a thing. Somebody makes that somewhere. Depressing game of D&D. Like I roll to live. Oh, I'm dead. I don't know how that works, but okay. I sat in on a game of D and D once. Yeah, I didn't play. I was there in the cabin that I was working out over the summer. Some folks came over and played it, and um, and yeah, it got to like nine o'clock, and I was like, yeah, I'm really tired. I gotta work tomorrow. I'm gonna go to bed. But uh, it was really interesting to watch them for like a good half hour. What were you like? What What do you? What were your impressions? Just uh. It seemed interesting, but a lot of commitment. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you have to like literally have paperwork to like write down. Okay, my character has you know these stats and this uh, weapon and this backstory and like this stanima. This stanima, <laughs> stanima, Ian stanima. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this. this <laughs> No, this, uh, <laughs> sorry, this was, uh, just a name drop, uh, this, yeah, this strength and this, dexterity know, and constitution dexterity, and charisma and constitution, wisdom. yeah, I, all six, of those things, and, yeah. and, you know, they improve or they lack or, like, this is what they would do right. in this situation, it's like, wow, that's a lot of keep in your head, so you write it down on some paper, and, yeah, this and you is gotta know health. what damage your weapons do and you know what dice you use to roll because it's different for different weapons. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It's, it's this new version. Five. It took him like forty five minutes just to like okay, we're ready to play now. <laughs> it's like what you were playing that entire time. So a lot of a lot of you want to establish that stuff before you play, so you can just launch right in. And that's my plan. I've told my players to stop, to get characters rolled. Uh, they haven't gotten them to me yet. Like three people have given me character backstories. Uh-huh. Um, I've got eight players. Which is too many. When are you playing? When's the... Don't know yet. No one's got me their schedule. Are they in, in town here? No, it's it's at school. It's at school? So I'm hoping, like, maybe mm. the second week back I can start. Have you ever listened to the... Uh, or seen seen the show on Netflix? Um, uh, it's a fantasy... It's a... Uh, it's with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is such a promising story. <laughs> Uh, it's where they play in D and D, but it's it's uh, animated. There's a show on Netflix that's animated D and D. So they're playing a game of D and D. Yeah. But what happens to the characters is then animated into a cartoon where you watch it. No, but that sounds really cool. Isn't it kind of cool? That's on Netflix. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I forgot what it's called. Demystified. D. Sort of the D. Dun dun. Dungeons and Dragons, right? maybe? I, I I'll, have to, I'll have to look it up. But, like, really? Uh, have you seen... You no. Know, you haven't heard of it? I I've heard it's really good for those that like the sh- like the game. Right, if you, if you don't, it's just kind of like... You're totally yeah. lost, maybe. I've listened to a bunch of D&D podcasts, but I haven't gotten into, like, shows like that. Okay. It's hard to... Like, a show sounds like it'd be an interesting format, but there's some D&D podcasts that have, like, three-hour episodes, because that's a session. 
So like, yeah, that's commitment. Like, sit down and listen. People like, oh, I, oh man, I rolled a you know a fifteen. You know, you needed a seventeen. Oh, like it, it really drags after a while. Yeah, that does sound kind of pedantic. And there's one pod I've mentioned this on the show before, but the Adventure Zone, and it's kind, of, it's a D and D podcast. Time? But it, Adventure Zone, uh, but it's like condensed, Time. and rather than having open sessions, like there's a story they're sort of playing in. So it, it each episode's about an hour, so it's easier to yeah. I haven't actually watched Adventure Time. Is it good? That's pretty good. It ended. You know who's in it? Who's in it? Dread of Seinfeld. <clears throat> of all the new bits we could have played, <laughs> I really hate that Jerry Seinfeld is one of our bits. <laughs> Talking about that airplane food. <laughs> you like jazz? You've seen the B movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Who the, like, how did that movie get made? Uh, well... She we actually are having kind of a crisis with bees right now. Well, they're sort of starting to yeah. die off and like not, you know, we don't really know what's going on. There might be these like little mite things that are attacking them and like, I don't know. My one friend explained it to me when <laughs> we were walking down the path and we have these beehives at school. And of course you do. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's one hive is called Bee Haven, like a haven for bees. And the other one's called Miss Bee Haven. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's really good. I love that we're... we're anyway. I'm really happy with that. That's but in the winter, the bees are supposed to go back into their hive and like sort of hibernate. hibernate kind of deal. I don't really know that much about it. But if they're caught outside of the hive when it's cold out, their metabolism starts to shut down. They essentially get like bee hypothermia. And they'll die, of course. But you can like... And they get really slow and lethargic, kind of like humans do when they get hypothermia. <laughs> and... Uh, but you can heat them up with the warmth of your hand and your breath. That's the cutest thing. And bring them back to life. And my friend, we were walking down the path. And she was like, Wake oh my god, there's a bee on the ground. And she side. picks it up. And she, no. And she holds it in her hand. Bring and bee to life. Like, like breathing on it. I'm like, come on. Come back, little buddy. Like, come here. Come on. Did the bee live? Okay, it, it, yeah, it woke up. And then, but, but the problem is, it's like, well, great. Now I got to <laughs> keep this bee alive for the rest of its life. You know. Which traditionally is much shorter than human lives. Well, yeah, but like ideally you would set it back onto the hive. But I think that's what we did. We set it back onto the hive so it could crawl back in, but it was like, well, yeah. yeah. I used to be so scared of bees because I didn't want to get stung. You're allergic to bees? I'm not, thankfully, because uh, I did get stung. You're allergic to peanut butter. Yes, peanut butter. <laughs> what? Bad joke. Uh, yeah, so... But now I think bees are really just fun. And it's fun, like at camp, all the kids get so afraid when there's a bee, and it's just like... It's, it's just, if all the bees died, just don't mess with it. Nothing. Oh, we'd die. We'd die out real quick. Be, yeah, there are real it, critical, The planet would... Yeah, we wouldn't have any produce in our fridge, or... I can just eat french fries there. No, because potatoes... No! <laughs> potatoes no! pollinated, you idiot. Oh, right. They're... Okay, so bees can die. There's I mean, no they potatoes. are, kind of, but not... I mean, like... everything's... Pol- but not, not by bees. Well, it'd be like the scene at the end of the B movie where everything's dead. Yeah, Cause I, cause see, the B movie is secretly about ecological collapse. It's also about uh, and that's the what's human important. race and having physical intimacy with a bee and a human. But <laughs> there's not that in that movie. It's implied. No, you can't say that. It's so implied. Are you kidding me? You cannot say that. There's a implied. scene that mirrors the Graduate. Do you know what the Graduate's about? No, I know what the Graduate. You can't imply that's no. <laughs> it's a. It's rated PG for God's sake. PG. <laughs> Shut Wait, up. no, that's, that's a different thing. That's that's a band. BG. Uh, 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 uh. 
Stay alive. It's you can't. That's like implying that that one scene from Moonrise Kingdom is more than PG thirteen, which it's not. Some people have like serious issues with that scene. I know, right? But I don't think they sort of get it. That movie's my life. They missed the point. You also watched Dog Get Shot by an Arrow? Oh, that's the scene they have trouble with? No, I'm just referencing another scene in the Oh, I've not shot Spoilers, the dog dies. (laughs) It's actually really upsetting. Uh, There's a website, it's called... Does uh, the dog die? That's a very good website. Like, Old Yeller. Yes! (laughs) Marley and me. Yes! Marley and B. (laughs) Stop! You can't just put B in anything. Why not? I think it'll be funny. <laughs> nope. I can make a Jerry Seinfeld joke, but you can't. That's how we got on this B movie tangent, was yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. He, yeah. Do you think bees like airplanes? <laughs> I don't think bees are in airplanes ever. They are in the B movie. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, right, they saved that airplane from crashing because it has a lawyer on it or whatever. You ever watch the B-movie with someone who hasn't seen it? Because that's a really fun experience. <laughs> Just watching their expressions sort of go from, oh, this is fun, to, oh, my God, this... No, I remember... Oh, did we... Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know where you're going with that. <sighs> I don't know where... I forgot that memory. I didn't write it down, so... As we've established on this show, that's... You gotta write it down. So, so, you have anything else on it? Was, well, do your tan, what you were going to say first. What was I going to say first? Yeah, I, I don't know. You said so, and then I cut you off. <laughs> so, it's like that scene from uh, from National Treasure. Oh, where, where so is like a bad word. Like, no, no. So, like, their whole relationship is, is based on the word so. I've seen those movies in so many And years. that's how he proposes to Elizabeth, I think is the name. It's Diane Kruger's character. I don't remember the yeah, character's Diane name. Yeah, Diane proposes to Diane when... Uh, yeah. Real talk though, those movies are like really good. <laughs> no, they're definitely not. Are you kidding me? I mean, I did like them when I was a kid. Those are the only like... films I think Nick Cage is like actually good in, and he's good in the new Spider Man. Which, if you haven't seen, I highly recommend. I've not seen the new Spider Man. He's in the new Spider Man. I mean, it's animated. Animated Nick Cage. He plays Spider Man Noir. Uh, who's he would though? Always in black and white, and talks in like forties euphemisms and. The wind is always blowing his cape, even though there's no wind. It's really, like, it's it's a high-quality film. Hmm. It won Best Animated Picture last night at the Golden Globes. Oh, yeah. Did you watch any of those? No, but I, I heard it was a lot of nonsense. Like, films shouldn't have won that one. Do you really... Because that's your whole thing, though. That's got to be your, like, big night. The Oscars are a bigger night, but the Academy is also kind of bullshit because it's just a bunch of old people who decide what movies So what's... Like. what's Golden Globes is... Uh, I actually don't know what makes the Globes different from the Academy Awards. Uh, it's a different, I mean, it's a different voting committee. I feel like you should, you have all, this is your wheelhouse. This is my wheelhouse, but I don't care that much this about This is where you store your wheels. I like watching movies. I don't, you this know. This is the home of your wheelhouse. I don't necessarily care what wins. That being said, I don't know if, I think we addressed this in one of the last episodes. The Oscars are bullshit because The Shape of Water won Best Picture and it should not have won Best Picture. That was not a good film. Didn't Bohemian Rhapsody win? It won hey. Best Drama, Best Film Drama. I yeah. heard it wasn't a great film, though. I've heard it was good, but maybe not as good as, like, it, it's good with, like, certain subsets of people. It's, so, like, music fans and, like, people who grew up with Queen. Sure. Who really like it. Maybe not, like... Because, uh, it, like, it, it changes some stuff. Changes. Like, Freddie Mercury's sexuality is just not addressed, and that was kind of a significant part of Freddie Mercury. That's a good point. Uh, so, I guess his, he just got AIDS from singing too much in the film or something. <laughs> well, because, right, like, that's... Him oh, having AIDS is kind of a God. significant thing in his No, it his definitely story. is. That, that's a big... I just don't understand how you can, like, gloss over, like, his sexuality when that's... Sign- I don't know. Well, it's all... What is it rated, though? PG-13, probably. See, you can't... 
I don't know. Those evil. You don't use that sound bite out of context. <laughs> Why would you say that though? We'll just bleep that out and they'll wonder what I said. Anyway. <laughs> Those evil beep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's even worse. You can replace it with anything. That's true. Uh, Those evil border wall. Uh, the idea. Um, yeah, it's, it's PG 13. So, like, they can't really show. I think it's PG 13. I don't know for sure. I could Google it. but I think they would probably want to cash in on that family market. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I heard Rami Malik or who I can't pronounce his name because I'm white and can't do anything. Uh, but the guy who played Freddie Mercury was like really good. But yeah, the movie, no, sure. the movie itself was everything around him. Maybe wasn't so good. But like, not to say it's a bad film. I just think there were better films that were out that could have. Yeah, that's what I heard people saying. Like, uh, where's some film? Roma, which won best foreign film? Mm. Uh, I haven't seen it, but it's I saw supposed that on to be. Uh, I might go see it. But I had uh, subtitles, so I was like, I'm right, not about it, this right now. You're missing out on some good films. You're skipping out on films with subtitles, dude. So, uh, the, the, you ever seen Pan's Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth is in English. I'm thinking of The Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth uh, is in Spanish. Completely different. <laughs> I thought So I thought Pan's Labyrinth was a was a, a kid's film, because it, it's like a fairy tale. Um, right. And then a man the bashed a man's story. face in with a glass bottle. I realized, oh, oh, this is not a kid's film. No. A, good film, though. But like... There were better films. Blockbusters are good, but like I don't think they should be. What's the term blockbuster mean? Something like Avengers or Star Wars, where it's like guaranteed to bring a lot of money in because it appeals to like the general public. Bust some blocks. Exactly. So like those usually come out around Christmas and in some like blocks. in the summer, so they can cash in like the family market. Uh, but there's like independent films. Like last year, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm, I've heard that's that should have won Best Picture. That film. One of the best films I've seen in years. Mm-hmm. This year, there were things... Eighth Grade was really good. Mm, uh, have you seen Eighth Grade? Bob Bob Have you seen it? I have not seen it. You should see it. I lived it, it though. It was... Well, I mean... I wasn't... Yeah. We, I also have also lived Eighth Grade. But that film... I mean, I was in tears a lot of the time. Did I, it make a feel? Was it there? It was there... Because well, I, I could see myself in the main character and being... I it was... Mean, it was of, eight years removed. Uh, eight, are we really eight? I mean, eight... Four years of high school, three years... I guess that's seven years. That's even worse. But still, like we are, fair enough. The better part of a decade. Yeah, but uh, removed from wasn't being the whole point grade. of that movie though, like to emphasize on the the girls growing up in eighth grade and like their experience. But, I mean, but it's I mean it's, it's the same experiences I think regardless of gender. Some of the things she faces. I mean, there's there's stuff that's specific to her being a girl in the film, but there's stuff that's specific to growing up also. Right. And that's right. if I could. I guess to. I can't really because she's like she's awkward and like doesn't really know how to like speak she's like trying too hard <laughs> as we've to make... proven on this podcast right. we don't know how to speak uh, either she's trying really hard to like make herself you know talk like the cool kids ah right right whereas she i mean she she's cool already right but yeah, like yeah. she's trying to be someone she is I mean, she's got a movie that's made exactly <laughs> how, many, how many eighth graders can say that but that was something i always struggled with i tried to talk myself up yeah to, and you know to be <clears> someone i'm not and i think a lot of people in that age group struggle with that so it was really there was some stuff that was like kids nowadays are very different from like how we were in eighth grade, just mm-hmm. because of the way society has shifted and stuff. Instagram. Inst- well, Instagram actually, like social media plays a big part. We didn't grow up with social media. Yeah. It's just, it's that. I still don't grow up with social media. See, you made the good choice. Social media sucks. And yet I'm, you know, still on it. I got one guilty one. And that's Pinterest. You want to know why? Because I like looking at stuff that I want. Pinterest is like the social media <laughs> for like 40 year old mothers. But it's not even. Their recipes and stuff. It's not even like, it's not even like. Like, I don't look at it that often. But sometimes I'll, like, find a cool picture and I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to collect these pictures on, on like, of something that I like. So you have them all in one place. You can so I can look at them all in one nice. place and be like, okay, cool. This is, like, what right. I would have with this and this and that. Okay. So it's like, that's the idea. Not like, oh, let me share my 
color swatch board. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's why you. I, I'm not like, but I also don't use it socially. Like I, it's right, only it's me. Just, I don't it's, share it's, anything or like have a community that I'm around. You're it's very. Like, you're, you sort of hoard your pins. It's like, oh, that's a cool canoe. Let's put that on the <laughs> put that on the board. Tip canoe and tie legit. Which has nothing to do with canoes. That's just a fun. I mean, fun thing to say. Kind of it does. Tip canoe is not has nothing to do with canoes. No, it was a battle. It was a place. Battle of canoe. It was like a, a battle with Native Americans. Oh, bummer. Yeah. We're at like 50 minutes. We want to wrap up. We can wrap it. Yo, this is ketchup. No, stop. <laughs> Sorry, I'll, it, it's after Christmas, but we, I guess we can still wrap it. We gotta re-wrap it. Re-gift. Re-gift. Recycle. Recycle, listeners. Save the, the planet. podcast. Did you hear? One, one more fun fact. I guess the... Um, National parks are talking about using like entry fees to start cleaning up. Yeah, uh, but like people are against it for some reason. Well, because it's gonna raise the price a whole lot. I think that's okay. No, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's essentially a tax, right? Well, it's kind of a con- it's kind of a controversial thing, right? Because those are our that's lands. True. Those are our they. Yeah, we don't need. We, it. we can pay taxes already for that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like that's. But we. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. No, I, I absolutely. I know. I know. And the idea is that, like, well, maybe those should be available to anybody that lives in the United States, regardless of their that's true accessibility. Like, yeah. some that price raising can actually prohibit people from going to the parks because they can't afford that. And so less, less trash, though. <laughs> yeah, but that means then the parks become a place that that ruins the idea of that does like, being a universal elite, like elite every place. everybody owns that land. That's part of the United States. I think that's a really special Or technically, thing. no one owns it. But you know what I mean. No one owns it, but everybody owns yeah. it. It's our common area. We share mm-hmm. that no matter who we are in America. Yes. I think that's a really special thing. But cool. if we start to raise that price too much, it becomes like, well, yeah, only the people that can afford to go there can which have those experiences, which the then even like separates that more. So it's complicated, but I do see the thing, yeah. It's it's hard to know what to do in those situations. Because, I mean, it, it, yeah. They've been screwed over by this shutdown, and so have a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna get hopefully into the politics, but like it's 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 stupid the way like certain issues are being sort of held ransom. I so know. I saw this funny post earlier today when it was another meme, and it was about uh, it was like a, it was like a picture of a Facebook post or something. Somebody was gonna put up three hundred dollars. For any reporter that wanted to ask Donald Trump how he felt about U.S. relations with Wakanda, God, <laughs> like the the country from, from, from Black Panther, from Black Panther, good film, just to see but, what would happen, and like another post under that was like, yeah, and I'll post another three hundred dollars if anybody asks him like what the. Uh, like how he feels about the extradition of whatever that I haven't actually seen the movie. You but should. It's a good, good film. Like yeah. even if it's superhero films, it's just a good film. My mom liked it. My mom doesn't like superhero movies. Uh, so I just thought that was really funny. He he definitely would would pretend that Wakanda was a real country, right? Like he because there's no way he knows it's from a movie. He just wants to sound smart. I don't know. I love Wakanda. He knows more Very about much. he knows more about drones than drone people apparently. Well, I mean, he's a genius. He's a very stable genius. So <laughs> he knows more about uh, walls too. I mean, he's got that great meme out where it's got the Game of Thrones and it says the walls. <laughs> I know, right? He, he tweeted that out. And it, Isn't that funny? It's 
It's so surreal. Like it's a bit. This is like I could see like people that's making the this point. As a joke, but this is like the actual president of the United States tweeting this image out. That's the point in my life when I look at the camera and break the fourth wall and be honestly, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's a good you know just listeners imagine us looking into the camera now and sort of shaking our heads and that's we're gonna end bye <laughs> bye.